We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, big Jim. Jim Croce action. So he's a distant relative, apparently, of Pat Croce. Very distant. Did you know that, James? I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah, some kind of like, I don't know, five cousins, six cousins removed. Jim Croce was awesome. By the way, if you ever get a chance to watch the VH1 behind-the-scenes music of, of him, I strongly encourage you to do it because I thought of all the ones I saw, and that was a good show they had going about 20 years ago with VH1, I thought the Jim Croce one was the best. Absolutely awesome. He was great. Um, the Eagles are also great. It was a tough pull-it-out kind of win yesterday, not the quintessential 2022 Birds victory, but the type that gives you a different kind of confidence that when they need to reach down into that bag of grittiness, they can do so. Let's listen to how it sounded yesterday here on WIP. Maryland Mike on the call because you know how, how we do. Eagles play a game. Eagles win a game. We give you a Merrill Montage. Let's listen to how it sounded yesterday with a little Merrill Montage. Love it. There it is, Merrill and Mike. little Ricky Ricardo mix in as the Eagles uh, take care of the Bears and they get to that 13-1 mark they got to in 2004. And that is that is rarefied error, man. This is when Andy said, all right, let's shut it down. Because if you remember, Tio got injured in the 14th game, uh, which is what the Eagles played yesterday, the 14th game. And that's when Andy said, all right, we got the one seed. Tio's already out. Let's just shut everybody down. Um I'll tell you, John, I'm, I'm curious, how concerned were you? I don't know. I don't remember the low point, whatever it was, second quarter, third quarter, whatever. Um, how realistic did you think it was they might lose? Because I thought it was a real possibility yeah. during that game. Where, whereas other games, I thought, oh, the Eagles, like the Texans game when it got a little close. Well, actually, I take that back, not that one, because I found that result out after the 
during the Phillies playoff game. I just I remember there was a game or two this year. Like it was really, like the Lions game, relatively close, but I never felt the Eagles were really threatened. Yesterday, I thought eh, Eagles might lose this game. At the end of both halves, at the end of both halves, uh, end of the first half before Jalen scored on the twenty-two yard draw. Uh, it felt like the Chicago Bears were – they had answers for our running attack, and they were able to control the clock and the ball, and they'd run a lot more plays than we had at that point in time. Uh, they they were doing what the commanders had done to us, and I thought, yeah, this, this could get ugly. And then – then it got a little bit better. You know, we came yeah. out in the second half, and and Jalen was rolling a little bit, and we distanced ourselves. But then the touchdown from Fields to Pringle, yep, making it twenty-five to twenty. I thought, wow, if they get the ball again, who's to say Justin Fields doesn't do that? Buy time, run around, make it impossible for our excellent secondary to to stay covered up, and they could they could do that and somehow eke this one out. So it was uh, it was touch and go for me. Yeah, it was. It was it was a little nerve wracking there. Let's go to Chavis in Coatesville. Hi, Chavis. Yo, buddy, what's happening? Oh, it's all good, Chavis. Hey, listen, before I go any further, I want to wish you, John, and Jimmy a happy holiday. Thank you, Chavis. Thanks, Chavis. Happy you, holiday. To you I as well, buddy. I got two questions. Mm. I got two questions. One for you and one for John. Mm. Oh, I gotta say hello to Aaron and Zach too. But anyway, Joe. I don't believe you. I don't believe nothing. No, nah, you shouldn't. Because all I do, Chavis, is lie. So I, you, you, you're you right. You shouldn't believe me. So what no. aspect of my, my various lies did you no, catch no. on to? You can't tell me that was – yeah, you know what? That game the Eagles played yesterday, what? to me, it looked like they were thinking about Dallas. They might have been. That's possible. And I mean, you can't go – hey, listen. A team was, that's, that's got one player, Jason. You know, Fields. They supposed to have been right. They should have ran over them boys. Well, listen. If the Eagles were looking ahead, credit them for still winning despite that. I don't know that they looked ahead, Chavis. It might have been as simple as the weather threw off the offense. Hey, listen. I don't know. The Bears had a good plan. Yeah, you have. You have a. Um, you have everybody plays in elements, so you got to you know be able to deal with it. And then Dallas did the same thing. They looked ahead to the Eagles, and and they couldn't get gain their get their composure back to yeah. win. Well, that was and listen, Ch- yeah, that was a horrible loss for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, yeah, that that I'm locks saying, them into the five seed, that, and that means they're going to have to be on the road the whole time. That is bad for listen, them. I tell you what, hmm. I'm looking. Uh, y'all talk about Minnesota and all the team that you better be scared of. 49ers. Well, I think that's pretty clear at this point, Chavis. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the call. I, I still view Dallas as a threat. I know we're all laughing at them today, but I wouldn't discount them as a threat. But obviously, San Francisco is – look, Minnesota, Dallas, and San Fran. And I know a lot of people put Minnesota three, and that's fine. But I will – Yeah, I do. Yeah, I will cont- – listen, where the Minnesota win the other day was so big, and I'll say, John, helpful to the Eagles – is that San Fran, who I do see as a bigger threat than Minnesota, as of now, San Fran has to go in, on the road in the second round in Minnesota to play that game. That helps the Eagles. See, that was what was really good about Minnesota coming back and winning that game on Saturday. If Minnesota loses, now San Fran might be the two seed. San Fran's path to the conference title game is easier. So in many ways, I was happy Minnesota came back 
and won that game for that factor, for that reason. Hey, coming up, the Bed of the Bone Award, our version of Game Balls at 1130, phone calls throughout the show. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie with a 13-1 and football team on 94 WIP. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, it is 94 WIP. Bed of the Bone Award at 1130, and the Eagles certainly have some very viable candidates to win uh, a version of Game Balls. We'll hit that coming up in about 15 minutes. Birds get it done again, 13-1. and one. It was a different kind of win. It was a cold day. It was a windy day. They did not face a particularly good team, but they did face a team that I thought played um, above their record. Chicago, every once in a while, you've got to tip your cap to the other team. And while Justin Fields is not, obviously, at this stage, a great passer, he does present some true challenges to you in the running game. And, and we should not just overlook that. Like, oh, well, it's just the Eagles' fault that you know, it was a close game. I mean, Chicago played a good game. So good for them. And they were really good. I think it the Eagles their can, best performance of the year. And I think the Eagles can learn from this, John. There's a lot to learn from. There really is. To the phones we go, Gary in Whitehall right now. Hi, Gary. Hang on a sec. Gary. Good morning, guys. Uh, what another victorious, wonderful, victorious Monday in Philadelphia. Indeed. Yes. Um, Joe, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Uh, during a game, was it, were you scared or were you just a little nervous? I wasn't scared because even if the Eagles had lost, I still felt pretty confident they'd be the one seed. But I will say I was nervous. And, and, you know, so would it be sort of considered like uh, if you saw West Smith coming? You know, listen, Gary, <laughs> I thought a lot about West Smith this weekend, and I thought a lot during the game about how much people would make fun of me if the Eagles <laughs> lost it because I told you there's no chance they would lose it. And by the way, I was correct about that. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I know. I, everyone take your shot. I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah the, the first half, you can see the whole the whole offense without a sink. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't believe the weather. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, it's, I don't believe the weather took anything to do with that. I think they just came oh, out flat. Oh, contrary. Uh, okay, Gary. Way uh, au contrary. Come on. They're, come on. John, you, you can vouch for this. Yeah, Gary, you, you couldn't can... tell that Hertz was struggling with, with the way he was throwing the ball? <sighs> come on. Maybe, maybe in the beginning with the hand. Gary, okay. he said right. he said post game he felt his hand was numb. I mean, okay. have you ever played quarterback in pro football with a numb hand? No, come but, on. Uh, but but the, but you but you have to put the uh, the uh, suspect uh, play calling. I mean, why aren't that you was? The ball? I agree. I thought that was stupid. That was that was ridiculous. I mean, you you put a lot of pressure on the defense, which what, which what? stood up to uh, you know. I tell you what, what is ridiculous. So so. A lot of people have this complaint. So are you saying you wanted Shane Steichen to just call and run run plays? No. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say yes. Yes, I'll say yes. Like that's the preference? Yeah, and, I mean, and, you, you could have you ran the ball. You could have you uh, switched up the variance a little bit more with it. Uh, I mean, Miles Sanders didn't touch the ball to what, the second half? Six minutes to go in the second it was quarter. The second quarter. Right. I mean, that's, you know, I, I just think, I mean, and, you know, that one hit that, Jalen took. I mean, that's hey, that's another hit like that. You know, we could be. Uh, Do you want Jalen to give Miles the ball when he's when there's a defensive no. end diving no. at him like on every single play? They they made it their job to cover that running back yep. when we did the the read option stuff, and and they they were consistent with it. So 
Jalen pulls it, and they're, and they're looping linebackers to where he's going to be. They they hemmed it in. But there are other types of plays. And in order to do that. There are, and they chose not to run other types of plays. Well, they they ran other types of plays, too. I heard not a guy earlier plays. say, not- hey, we need to pull the, the guards and pull linemen. We did that, too. We, we, we were running our rushing offense. They, the Bears, did a good job of counteracting yeah. it. And and at a cost because they were they were uh, manned up behind it all and and eventually we started hitting on those passes downfield. By the way, it has, took a little bit. Has any game, Eagles game in particular, ever had a, a, a choppier feel in the first five to ten minutes of the game than yesterday? I mean, first off, you're coming off the World Cup, which is like it ends right before the game. James, you were going crazy on social it was, media. It was the best soccer game I've ever seen in my life. And then everyone's responding to me being like, this is the best soccer game anyone's ever seen. Right. I mean, it was amazing. So you it have, was an amazing sporting yeah, event. Yeah, you have the World Cup reality, which it, it was very cool. I did not watch it all, but I did watch the end. I still think it's damn dumb and ends in penalty kicks. Agree. I mean, how enthralling it would be. Forget that it bumped up to an Eagles game and, come on, we would have turned to the Eagles. But how enthralling would it have been if it's, you know, play till you, play till you die. I mean, if, if it takes 100 more minutes, it takes 100 minutes. If it takes two minutes, it takes two minutes. Like, first team to score wins. Cool. But, no, let's have penalty kicks. All right. But I don't mean to skew negative because I know it was a amazing game. But so that game ends, you go to the Eagles game. All right, Eagles game. You get double kickoff to start the game. Yeah. Right? You get two penalties by Chicago, I believe, on the first three plays. Two of, injuries in the first plus couple two plays injuries, yeah. one of Including which takes a long time. They had two commercial breaks. It was like came back, yeah. cart break again. Right. Yeah. It was. I, I checked, and I believe, if my memory is right, it was one twenty-one p.m., and there was still twelve minutes to go in the first quarter. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah, it's nuts. And then because both teams did kind of run a lot, the game accelerated and did not end that long after four. But it was setting up like my God, it was taking a while. Let's go to John right now. Hi, John. I think the Delaware Valley needs to relax a little bit. We can't have a blowout every weekend. And expecting two in one weekend is too much. We already enjoyed one Friday afternoon. Um, I don't know why we should expect two. Oh, no. Oh, that's a beat the hammer reference, isn't it? <laughs> You're killing me, John. I'm a good guy. I promise you I am. I, I hold doors open for women. I really try to do the right thing in the world. I lost and beat the hammer. I don't need the pile on, man. Believe me, no one's giving me uh, the business more than myself. I'm hurting. I'm hurting right you're, now. You're a good guy, but I've never heard somebody float as much as you do. I don't know about that. That's, I'm not sure we that's to, accurate. Who's my man? We get to enjoy the crowd I get you, man. Hey, I, yeah. I wanted to ask John a question. Um, one thing I kind of dawned on me this weekend, something that Lori said about five years ago, which I discounted as time, but the, the concept of – emotional intelligence in these new coaches and how they coach and how they get to their players. Now, I'm looking at teams like, obviously, Sirianni, what he's done. I looked at what Topper did with the Phillies. I look at you know, the guy in Miami. The totally. Guy in totally the guy Miami. in Miami. Yep. Yep. Um, these, these, guys are, these guys are reaching out and getting to their players, and it, and it strikes their performance on the field compared to, like, you know, do your job, Bill Belichick. I think his time is done. Or, or that moron in Dallas. Um, I, I, I was just wondering, what John, what do you think about it? It, it? Obviously, the days of the Buddy Ryan and and I give Andy Reid a lot of credit for adapting. But you look at the teams that are successful; they truly have coaches who are trying to build cultures of inclusion. And 
even if in our own town you got two teams that very much represent that, and you got another team in the 76ers who might arguably even have the best mix of talent, but they're a bunch of cryberries, babies, mercenaries, and they have a meathead for a coach. I was wondering what you thought of the culture. Uh, culture is a big deal. You've got you've got uh, coaches who are successful out there in the NFL who aren't doing it in the kinder, gentler way. I think that you're, you know, when you say the inclusion culture, uh, I guess you mean you know like the opposite of Buddy Ryan. Well, being... well, no, Buddy, Buddy had a lot of that. I mean, Buddy had bonded with the players. Sean, I, I agree with you where you're at. Dan with this Campbell's because... having success in Detroit. They've won six out of their last seven sure. games, and he crushed them during training camp and told he them, crushed. "Guys, you're just gonna have to, you're gonna have to trust me. Uh, it's gonna work, and it is working. And that's with the roster that's devoid of talent. So I, I'm impressed by what he's done there. Yeah. I am very impressed by what Nick Sirianni's done here, and it is a kinder, gentler approach that I initially had all sorts of problems with. Me too. But I think it can work in a lot of ways as long as the players trust the head coach, and it helps a lot when you're winning that they trust the head coach. Well, yeah, listen, John, good phone call. And I'll say I saw a video. Look, a couple things. There's always been multiple ways to win, different approaches. And to me – Nothing in my lifetime has spoken more to that in college, than college basketball where you see, I mean, before my lifetime, you see John Wooden. He's got the Wooden way. You got Bobby Knight. You got Coach K. You got Jay Wright. Like, these dudes are all not wired the same way. These are, these are different approaches. So there are different ways to win. I was struck a week or two ago. There was a video going around of that Miami Dolphins head coach, and it's a, it's a Dolphins practice. And he's kind of like peacocking around, and I don't mean in a cocky way, I mean in a funny dancing way, to the music while the players are stretching. He's talking to the players, and he's kind of joking around with them. And I thought, you know, well, this isn't Bobby Knight. This is probably not Bill Parcells. This is what that guy's doing, which reminded me a lot of what I think Sirianni does. So I do think there is something mm-hmm. to it. that, And I, and I think to, to the caller's point about Lurie tapping into the emotional intelligence thing, connecting with guys does matter. It, it has being uncomfortable for me as an Eagles fan because I'm like, what is this? This isn't what I'm used to. But Sirianni's getting results, and that's what matters. And other coaches are as well. But it's not the only way. I'll say that. it's not. I mean, Vrabel's probably not, you know, dancing at practice. No, maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know. But he's probably not. Let's go to Brian right now. Hello, Brian. How you doing, guys? Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the defense, but before, I have to agree with Howard. I I lived in Chicago for five years, and the elements in that stadium, there's a swirling wind issue there. There was a case one time where Sean Landetta whiffed on a punt in the end zone on a playoff game in 1986. I remember it well, yep. You know, it, 19, 19, very... well, January of 86, yeah, 85 season, correct, the 85 years. All right, so uh, anyway. No, you might have been um, accurate, it's probably January, yep. Yeah, it was It was when I think the Bears went on to win the championship, but the, correct. But the point is that that is a, uh, a unique play, so I don't think it's the cold as much as it is the wind, and I think I think Jalen will be fine even on a cold day in, in, in Philadelphia in a championship game, so I don't, I'm not so worried about that, but on the defense, there's one guy that, that I followed since they drafted him because they, I remember when they drafted him, they, they said it was kind of a reach because he had a, some injuries at Florida State. Sweat is mm-hmm. giving them everything they had hoped for when they took him. I, I really like how his game has evolved, and he's a, he's a factor now, um, and certainly I think he's a big part of the, uh, of the defense. There's a lot totally. to like about the defense, but that guy, I think they got him in the fourth round. That, that, to me, that's a steal. 
Well, it, it is a steal, and they signed him, and I thought they signed him to a lot of money. I was like, I don't know about this one. And then last year, not a particularly good year. But to your point, Brian, he has really answered the bell this year. He is coming on as this season goes on. And I am highly impressed with what we've seen lately from from Josh Sweat. We heard all, all sorts of great things coming out of practices. You know, offensive linemen saying during training camp, Sweat is impossible to block. Wait till you see how good he is. And then he would just disappear. Yeah. This was last year, last year during the season. And then he came on. Even uh, the first month and a half of this year, John, I didn't think he was particularly good. No, I really no. didn't. Uh, and, and I don't get that. But, wow, you know, two sacks yesterday, and, and he is he's the perfect build in my book for uh, an edge guy because he's so long and he's learning to use his hands better and better and, and his arms are long yep. so he can make sure that that – Offensive tackle doesn't get into his body. He's he's really, really talented. You know, Hassan Reddick, though. By the way, we're doing bad of the bone, and I'm sure Reddick's about to, you know, get a get a nod here in bad of the bone. Should we just should we just Yeah, let's do bad of the bone. <laughs> okay, let's as we do when they win or when they lose, but in this case our version of game balls, not blame balls, the bad of the bone award. <laughs> Because Reddick, he deserves some big credit. John Rich, I don't know if you're going Reddick or someone else to talk to. Yeah, uh, I'm torn here between uh, two guys. I'm going to take the one that I had a chance to talk to after the game yesterday. Okay. Javon Hargrave got to double-digit sacks as a D-tackle in this league. That is such an achievement. Hassan uh, Hassan Reddick was was wonderful, and, and we'll talk a lot about the, the, the crazy stuff we saw from him yesterday. But Javon Hargrave, he came from a place in Pittsburgh where he wasn't doing what he does here. They asked him to two-gap and, and be the run stuffer, and he was good at doing that. And now they're asking him to be the penetrator, go get the quarterback guy. Like, he can really do it all. He's very versatile. And I thought the biggest compliment, man, this is crazy. The Chicago Bears actually optioned off of Javon Hargrave yesterday. You know, like we did when we played the Dallas Cowboys, we made Micah Parsons the target. And, you know, you're, you're reading him. You're not blocking him. You're reading him so that whatever he does, you do the opposite and he's wrong. You do that because you think that's the hardest guy to block on that defense. So yesterday, the Chicago Bears, they fanned their left tackle out to Josh Sweat, the end man on the line of scrimmage. They blocked him because they thought, oh, he's easier to block than Javon Hargrave. We're going to make Javon wrong. It's such a – I mean, I haven't seen that where you option off the D-tackle. Uh, he said he'd never seen that. And wow. he, they did it to him once, they got him. The, the next time they tried it, he turned the tables and got them. Like, he, he was able to adapt Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think, I think Hargrave has been the best eagle that has – flown under the radar this year yeah maybe i mean a he, little he, bit under the radar he, his name gets said two times a week on our show 
He but is, he's been really good, man. I'm telling you, man. When you ISO cam the difference in penetration between him and the guy next to him, Fletcher Cox, it's night and day. And he his motor is great. He's always getting after it. We had a, a caller earlier say, hey, we're probably not going to be able to re-sign Javon Hargrave. I think he's a priority. Make him a priority and see a him Fletcher or T- Cox. Him, him or T.J. Edwards. No, I'm asking you. really got to pick one? I'm asking you. T.J. Edwards, Hargrave, Bradbury. Who's the number one priority? I mean, Bradbury's really special, too. I, I It would be between Hargrave and Bradbury. I, I mean, these are the decisions I Howie's going to have. I, I, it's what I, it is. I do th- yeah, you might end up only being able to do two of the three. I would go Bradbury and Hargrave, and, and I love T.J. Edwards. Yeah, I like them all, and they're but, all they're all good. Yeah. All right, bat of the bone, we continue with Seltzer James. Game ball to who? Yeah, I'll be the one to do it. Shout out to my Temple guy, <laughs> Temple proud, Temple tough. Hassan Reddick has been awesome yeah. for this team. 12 sacks, with best outside edge rusher since like Hugh Douglas, maybe. like It's been a long time since we've had someone here who can get to the quarterback as consistently, as quickly as this guy is. Plus, the whole defensive line, you guys heard this stat, by the way, so 12 sacks for Hassan Reddick. 10 for Hargrave, 9.5 for Sweat, 8.5 for Brandon Graham. The Eagles have a chance to become the first team in the history of the NFL to have four double-digit sack guys. It's never happened before. They could have five. They, uh, theoretically, I mean, Fletcher Cox is at six. He's next. That's so unlikely. But, right, possible. But still, and, and Reddick being the best of the bunch and, and yeah. leads the league in force fumbles. I mean, he has been just amazing. Well, hopefully they do what, it. What a pickup. Him and Brown. Like, think totally. about how big those two two of the five biggest in the NFL this year, potentially. Yeah, look, hopefully they can get that 10-sack thing in the first 16 games because – be cooler that way. Yeah, well, it's like more legitimate than when you get it because of added games. Also, they probably won't play their starters in the 17th game anyway, so they better get it in 16 games. If, you know. Um, by the way, hey, Reddick, go ahead, John. Reddick, take a look if you haven't had a chance at that big run by uh, Justin Fields, okay. the one where he stepped out of bounds. What Hassan Reddick did to get to him yep. in the first place. Now, he missed the sack, yeah. but – it was a crazy, like, a, as low to the ground as you can be, 360 spin around the offensive tackle. Like, it, it, he looked like Spider-Man. He's got moves. Yeah. He's got, he's, got, he's got some – I mean, the one thing Derek Barnett did not have was moves. He had a certain degree of oh, power. Right. But Derek Barnett did not have moves. Reddick's got moves and Sweat has developed his moves. Hands, his hand usage is incredible. Like, not only does he – he does a great job of swatting guys' hands away – but he's got good hands too. Yeah. You know, like he's he's ripping at the ball. He's always targeting that ball. It's a sack if you get the ball out of the QB's hands, and then recovering fumbles. I want to say he has four. Well, I heard a recovered thing, fumbles this year. I, I heard this morning he's I got think it's the, three, four forced and three recovered or something like that's that. Crazy. Well, yeah. the most strip sacks in the NFL since twenty twenty. Yeah. So that's you know that's that's great stuff. By it's the way, all right. So before I give my game ball, I want to give an honorable mention to what I think was one of the best, coolest new celebrations I've seen in a long time from an athlete. I don't remember seeing him do it before. Maybe he did. I thought the Hassan Reddick thumbs up, thumbs down celebration was awesome. Did you guys notice this? I didn't. I didn't so see this. He sacked Fields at one point. And, James, he goes – now, no one else listening can, can hear me right now. He goes like this – and down, <laughs> so he goes thumbs up. It was like a like Roman. It was like a Roman emperor. Like, yeah. is yeah. he going to live or is he going to die? He goes thumbs up, and then he brings it down, and he goes nope, thumbs down. Yeah. It was tremendous. All right. right, so that celebration was great. I hope to see more of that. I don't remember seeing that before. Look, I'll give um, 
the, the game ball, the bat of the bone award to the two, and I don't normally go two, but the two wide receivers that I thought really helped. Uh, you can't go two. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Devonta. Good. I was going to say, give it to Devonta. Devonta was the better of the two. And the, also, we, we was, don't talk. We've talked so much about AJ. Devonta yeah. is awesome. Devonta is terrific. This was AJ Brown's most productive day as a pro. Devon, no, 181 Highest yards yardage, is the most he yes, ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still giving it to Devonta because I felt like when the game, when they when they were really struggling, I thought Devonta was the one guy on offense that was really really still bringing it. And I thought back to that. Um, during the pandemic when, you know, pre-vaccinations and we're not totally in the shutdown mode, but we're still in a, in a limited way in society. And when he played in that championship game for Alabama, January of 2021, I remember watching that game. We knew the Eagles were going to have a high pick. We didn't know quite what the pick was going to be. And I remember watching that game and thinking, oh, man, if the Eagles can get this guy. Because I, I think he had three, if I remember right, I think he had three touchdowns in the first half. And they got him. And not only did they get him, they got an extra first-round pick in the process. Look, is Jamar Chase better than Devontae? Yes. Would I rather have Devontae in a first-round pick than Jamar Chase? Yes, I would. By the way, Eagles couldn't even get to Jamar Chase because he was five and the Eagles held well, six. the first-round pick that helped them get A.J. Brown? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, just masterful. Just a masterful job by Howie Roseman and a complete debacle by the New York Giants getting jumped in that whole process. And if you remember, because they ended up drafting a receiver down at like 20 or 19. I think that was Tony, and that guy stinks. He's already been traded. All right, so a lot a lot to go around there with the Bad of the Bone Award. Joe Camera and uh, John Ritchie, 215-592-9494. Hey, guys, this Christmas, get her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky, naturally nude pajamas available exclusively at pajamagram.com. Sensuous and smooth, naturally nude pajamas, they feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas, so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing in the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. She'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all. And of course, you'll love how she looks in them. Order today at pajamagram.com. That's pajamagram.com. Your order will include a free matching naturally nude nightie. That's a $75 saving on a best selling holiday gift. And yes, ordering today gets you a free $75 nightie and you'll get free gift packaging in the process. So last year, know this, they sold out before Christmas. Obviously, Christmas is now coming up in what six days so get your order in quickly pajamagram.com that's pajamagram.com to order naturally nude pajamas and tell them joe to camera sent you you know those really are the kind of plays terrell owens used to make i mean he really a to it's amazing how much aj look he's not as good as to but he's pretty close and stylistically john he is very very similar the across the middle you know slant pattern plays where you can catch a a ball and, you know, enough separations. So you got a good, clean, big target, but you're still probably going to, you know, get hit a little bit. He makes Power. that he, he makes that catch. He's powerful. Yeah, he uh, fends off people. He can catch balls in traffic. He's outstanding. slower than Terrell mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, yesterday uh, on the big catch, he, you know, sort of ran out of steam there and got hocked down at yep. the end. I, I don't think Terrell gets caught in that situation, but his ability to – Shield uh, defender from any of those. Like, think about the, how many slant routes he's caught no this question. year. Uh, that that big body, he knows how to use it so well. And I, I just I don't know how you cover him. And in every every week, it, it is fascinating to me to see the way defenses try to confront this problem yep. that is our offense. Uh, I, <laughs> I came out of the first half thinking 
wow, every team, the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be doing what the Bears just did where they're run blitzing all the time uh, and they can you know, hold up better on the, the second level because their, their DBs are better than the Bears. But then it's like, how much better? Because if you, if you assign any defensive back one-on-one with A.J. Brown and Jalen's pulling the trigger – it feels like they've been running those slant routes their their whole adult I, lives. I like not just at football practice, but just like hanging out together. They're throwing slant routes. They're throwing go routes. They're they have this this bond and this familiarity that I don't know if if we appreciate that enough. Like they really have a connection, and I guess that you know, that ties into what we were talking about with the uh, coaches being yeah. Uh, well, approaching really, coaching differently. But it now. goes back to their, their you know, I don't know, was high That's, school or college? When did they become buddies, James? What was it, when they were hosting? It, yeah, going to like Jalen looking at college at Alabama. Yeah. I mean, they became best friends and they stayed best friends and they had this dream that one day they'd be able to play on the same NFL team together. They've made good on that. Wow, that's it an really amazing. Is a, it's an amazing story. <laughs> that is an amazing story. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Andy right now. Look, it wasn't the greatest win yesterday, but they gutted it out. Andy's with us. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How you guys doing? Outstanding, Andy. Okay. Hey, um, here's my big thing, man. Yep. Um, and I said it before. Um, I am totally worried about Jalen running all the time and the hits that he took yesterday um man it was bad if we lose him yeah. we're, we're done i mean i don't know that I, they're i don't know that they're done andy you know for two reasons one this team's really good and two we've seen with our own eyes a backup here win a super bowl five years ago but it would hurt a lot it would hurt a lot lot and I, they're they, they are playing with fire he's in great shape he's so tough I think we underestimate that part, that this guy is, you know, able to take hits that other quarterbacks would not be able to. But there's a limit. And defenses, if they play the way the Bears did, they're going to force the ball into Jalen's hands and then take shots. Yep. I know. That's what we're – man, that shot yesterday, I'm mm. sitting there like, oh, here we go, here we go. Now, I know, I know we're probably not done, but, I mean, it's just – you know, if that happens, I mean, and all these running quarterbacks at one time or another get it and it puts them out. I mean, um, I look at even the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. I mean, he won the 11 games and then bam, down, he's gone. So, you know, that's what I look at yeah. with this. You know, I just, and he runs. Well, Carson was, an, Carson was an extreme case because it, it, it yep. completely derailed his career. And that doesn't normally happen. I mean, right. the, the, especially because it's like the guy's brain stopped. That, that's the thing about the Carson, I, and he appreciated the call. It's like the guy's brain stopped working. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, even if Carson had to become more of a pocket passer and just use big old brain, where did the brain go? There's what? just so much that went in. James, it. did his brain fall out of his body? Yeah, he might have never been there to begin with. It might have never I, been there. He was there. just such a great athlete, and he was able to make things happen that he didn't need it. And then as soon as he lost that ability, he, he couldn't do anything else. Yeah, it's just the Carson thing is bizarre. By the way, John, we haven't touched on Washington and the Giants last night, which both are currently still in a playoff spot as of now mm-hmm. uh, because the NFC uh, has some – it's down in the middle part of the conference. So you have teams like Washington and the Giants that really aren't that great. By the way, this is also part of the seventh playoff team. 
you guys know I'm anti that, and I think this is an example of that. I mean, I just don't need – I don't know why you need the Giants and Washington in the playoffs, but whatever. Um, controversial end of last night's game, John. The Giants pull it out. Does it feel like the, the officials are letting – all of these pass coverage uh, defenders play a little bit more this year than than ever before. Well, they did in yesterday's Eagles game, I thought. For sure. They yeah, did, Eagles, right? On both sides. Yeah. yeah. They did. And then that game, I mean, th- that's a penalty. If you, it, you, you Oh, yeah, that was definitely a penalty last night. You can't be draped no doubt. on the receiver right. when the ball is in the air, yet, and that's a, a game-deciding play. And well, they, and how about the penalty, throw. too? I mean, right. when you see that, when you see the, the, the wide receiver not lined up, because he always asks, and they showed it. Looked like he asked. It's so weird. The whole thing was weird. Could the ref have misinterpreted what must he was have, asking for? Must have. Must have. He, the ref was saying you need to move up, and he misinterpreted saying yeah. he was fine. But you never see that. If you don't know what we're talking about, it was obviously late last night. McLaurin on third down is called for an illegal. They scored a touchdown, but it's called an illegal, whatever it be, illegal shift. shift. Formation or, or shift whatever that would be. Yeah. And, you know, it looked like he asked the ref, hey, am I lined up right? Ref says yes. As soon as the play starts, the ref throws the flag. And then the well, touchdown then doesn't count. He moved while the play. I think there was someone else in motion. Well, was it more play. that then? I think. Oh, okay. Well, that. Okay. I thought it was the, the the way it was told. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was James. that he wasn't on the line. Like that's what they said. Yeah. Oh boy. But he moved up to get on the line, and I think there was someone coming across the formation. Well, listen. Bottom line is, it's really not the Eagles' problem. <laughs> I mean, no. And it's just it is what it is. Let's go to John in Egg Harbor City. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Great. Um, now that the Dallas week is here, we've been all talking about it for two or three weeks and try not to overlook the opponents. Dallas week is here. Yep. What do we do? Do we show our hand this weekend? You know, we can all have a pretty good Christmas Eve now knowing that if the Eagles lose, it's not that big of a deal. they got to win one game in the next three. I think you go all out, John. I don't think you play with fire. I think you go all, all out to win with playing everybody and with um, doing whatever you got to do schematically to win the game and just say let's – give ourselves the option to shut everybody down next week if we choose to, which I don't think they will, but I would go all, all out to win the game. What, now, the other, the other point is we're going to be I can't believe this is even a question. Well, I, I mean, John, the, the no, Cowboys I, I losing it. makes it – Look, I get it. Makes you the need, game less important. You need one win or one yeah. Cowboys loss. Like, the Eagles are going to get you the one You can get seat. all that yeah. in one fell swoop, yeah. and it's this week. Yeah. And and with all the talk and everyone saying, and I mean, even, you know, as recently as last week, hey, the Dallas Cowboys have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl well, just, than the Eagles do. I, I want the Eagles to just put these guys away. And then if we have to face them a third time, we'll worry about it then. Yeah, And then with Goddard coming back, obviously that's going to open up a lot of things over the middle. But, it, it, but yesterday, the receivers, Devontae and A.J., every, you know, you guys have said all morning that, you know, they carried the game for a lot of reasons. But don't you feel like we were limited a lot? I mean, the only real we, – we, what did we see? Two or three slants yesterday, and the one that really matters, the one that sealed the game with A.J., but – I feel like Jalen's capability of throwing over the middle was severely deflated yesterday. Well, again, the the, the cold and the wind. I mean, it's it was John. When you see Jake Elliott in their hands up too. Yeah, well, I mean, look when Jake Elliott misses a field goal like that, that's when you know that wind is real. And yeah. and, and when you hear, let's let, let, John listen to this. Listen to Jalen Hurts again. We played this earlier, but listen to this again. Here's Hurts after the game yesterday. He's talking about the effects on him of the cold and the wind. And this is this is real talk from Hurts. I think early in the game, personally, uh, I really couldn't feel my hands. Um, it was very cold. Um, didn't really have good vision on the field, personally. 
just um, it's a lot, a lot of different things going on. I mean, that's tough. I think that I look. He said there's a lot of different things going on. That, that that's true on so many levels. The the Bears defense was doing a lot of things, and when he talks about didn't have good vision on the field, I wonder how much of that was. It was just hard to read it out because it was. It was crazy the the bodies that were flying around. They were timing. So you think he up. meant more than climate? You think he mean he meant yeah. also what they were doing? I think so. That's possible. Yeah. The look, yeah, yeah. All right, John. Yep. Good phone call, buddy. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up at twelve twenty, Elliot Shore Parks joins us. Also up ahead next, um, what in my opinion was the craziest ending to an NFL game I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of NFL games, but the way New England lost yesterday was an all timer. And in case you haven't heard it yet, James has dug up the Patriots radio announcer, John, the call from New England (laughs) as the Patriots lose. I mean, I still haven't seen and I need to see a close up on Belichick's face when that sequence was going down. So that crazy ending. We'll have some fun with that next. And obviously rock all your calls on the birds. Joe to Cameron, John Rich on WIFA. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 